Welcome to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft. Each month, we'll talk with industry experts who enable innovation and make government more responsive and secure by advancing key technologies. Now, here's your host, Jason Miller. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Jonathan Albaum, the Federal Chief Technology Officer at ServiceNow. Jonathan, always a pleasure to catch up. Thanks. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. Let me set just a little context for our discussion today. Over the past year, we've all heard about the successes of agencies moving employees to remote work, upgrading networks, adjusting to the new video meetings and collaborations like this one today. Agencies figured out virtual onboarding of new employees, creating live chat rooms for, to give employees the water cooler experience and expand their pool of applicants from just wherever their agency was located to across the country. In a recent Federal News Network survey of more than 2,000 federal employees and contractors, 48% of the respondents say they would telework full-time if they could. At the same time, 56% said they wouldn't feel comfortable returning to the office until their coworkers were vaccinated. And additionally, 53% say their agency hasn't told them when they should expect to return to the office. So no matter on the, when the timing happens, no matter when employees do return to the office, federal managers must begin planning for employees to return to the office, even on a limited basis. OMB created a workplace safety task force in January. The new group will advise agencies on government operations and continuity, as well as employee safety through the pandemic. The task force will address at least a dozen topics, including testing, telework, commuting options, IT infrastructure, contact tracing, social distancing, and vaccine distribution. So how can agency managers prepare for the future of employees returning to the work, ensure their safety, and what role can technology play in this effort? Well, that's where my guest comes in. Once again, my guest is Jonathan Albaum, the Federal Chief Technology Officer at ServiceNow. Jonathan, I laid out kind of the, the, the current status of agencies of what they're look, how, looking forward to the rest of this year, but let me take a step back. And, and it's nice when we can do a little bit of hindsight because it's usually at least 2020, if not better. Right. When you look back over the last year during the pandemic, what worked well? What did agencies struggle with remote work? Well, Jason, I think we have a great story to tell uh, across the federal IT community about how we were able to quickly pivot when COVID-19 required us to retreat to our, our home offices. You know, we, um, we'd invested a lot of money in our agencies over the prior several years in IT modernization and digital transformation kinds of activities. And I think things like FATARA and the um, Modernizing Government Technology Act, those things helped a lot because they created a stage, they set the stage for us to be successful during, during this time. You know, the, um, the, the idea of going uh, home was easy. I think, you know, sometimes the idea of returning can, can be very hard. Um, when, when the pandemic hit and we started to um, uh, begin this uh, telework initiative, you know, ServiceNow was, um, you know, we were at the ready to use our platform to support agencies and um, commercial customers and even actually non-customers and, you know, doing some of the core things to make sure that the retreat to the home office worked well. We, um, we established a uh, an emergency response set of capabilities uh, with giving employees the ability to self-report their status, um, giving uh, outreach capabilities to employers to communicate very effectively with their, with their employees, uh, creating opportunities for employees or employers to report uh, exposure management um, early on, maybe an early form of contact contact tracing, uh, if you will, and you know we also were working with the um, state of Washington at that time to take the uh, incident uh, management system, the response system that occurs during a, a major incident, and uh, digitize it. So at the state of Washington, um, they they used ServiceNow to run all of the aspects of their uh, emergency response in those early days. And I think the uh, those actions um, really set the stage, at least inside our company, for how we were going to interact and respond with our 
with our federal customers. One, supporting them through this transition of telework. Uh, and then also, you know, as we became more comfortable with teleworking and more comfortable with this, uh, you know, idea of being remote, making sure that they had the right tools in place. And, um, you know, for example, we acquired a lot of technology very rapidly. We acquired a lot of hardware and software. The ability to manage those capabilities long-term using um, software asset management and uh, automating aspects of IT management that was necessary for a successful um, IT operation, a successful agency operation in a telework mode. Those were, those were topics that we, we talked about um, with just about all of our customers. And you know, as a result of those conversations, we saw some very targeted changes by um, you know some agencies to do things differently because they recognize we were in a unique time and while we all had the ability to telework, doing it full scale for um, as long as we have required some you know really fundamental changes in the way agencies operated. I want to tag back to something you said at the beginning: the IT modernization, digital transformation, and kind of the FATARA, the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, Modernizing Government Technology Act, how they kind of set the stage for agencies to be successful. Did you get a sense as you talked to agency customers and as they moved out during the pandemic that they felt confident in their, their approaches? You know, as you all know, Jonathan, everybody has an IT modernization strategy, but it doesn't mean you can take from strategy to implementation easily. Yeah, I think that, Jason, that's a great point. Um, agencies, to, in my experience, were relying on plans they had in place. But, you know, a lot of those plans um, assumed that there would be workers in the office, field offices would be open, um, that they would be able to digitally transform over time, but not in the uh, rush with which we had to do it. So in some cases, you know, plans, um, the plans worked um, to an extent. In other cases, they had to be rewritten from my experience. I think what we found generally though, was that agencies figured it out a way to operate. Um, you know, I, I spent a number of years in the federal government, as you know, in different CIO positions. And I can tell you one thing that I learned was that agencies have to operate, irrespective of what the agency mission is. It has to work every single day. There are people all over the country relying on payments going out, relying on uh, different kinds of assistance or uh, you know, things like applying for a loan. Uh, there, there were aspects of uh, the CARES Act that impacted agencies substantially, whether it was the economic impact disaster loans or um, COVID food aid. You know, these things had to work under any circumstances. So if you looked at those agencies that had um, responsibility for these missions, they figured out how to make it work. Now, that's, that's, a, you know, the, that's a headline and that's a great story. But, you know, behind the scenes, I think that there, there's a lot to, you know, unpack there. Um, just because we could make uh, an aspect of the mission work for a short period of time to meet an immediate need doesn't mean that we did it in a way that's going to support a long-term digital transformation. It doesn't mean that this uh, set of capabilities uh, doesn't have inherent risk in it or that the um, agency can rely on that setup, you know, in perpetuity. So, you know, one, one thing that I've discussed with uh, different CIOs in my um, you know, as I've interacted with them during this period of time is, you know, finding the right time to do um, what I call a strategic pause and reflect on the kinds of changes they had to make, the innovations they brought into their environments so they can understand very well whether or not the things that they were able to accomplish are sustainable, whether or not those systems and uh, those capabilities need to be adjusted, maybe even, um, you know, re-architected in, in some fundamental way so they'll work in perpetuity, uh, becoming, you know, be, becoming a, a digitally resilient organization is, I think, what we're all after. 
And you know, we can get there uh, you know, very quickly uh, at times into a, into a digital space, uh, but to stay there you know, requires a lot of, of strategy and planning. And we had to move so fast during this period of time. Uh, well, some agencies were successful, other agencies um, were not as successful because they either didn't have uh, platforms and capabilities in place that allowed for that rapid transition, or they did things um, using existing systems in a way where it could work and it did work for a short period of time, but it's not sustainable. So we have to make sure that the technologies and approaches that we implemented can be, um, you know, can exist in our organizations uh, long term, well after well after COVID. I've heard that from others as well. Is that it's when is a good time to take that strategic pause and say what we've done so far is that sustainable? When is that good time then? I'm gonna I'm gonna make make you answer. Well, you know, I could say, well, there's never a good time or there's always a good time, right? You know, but I think the reality is you need to look for um, an event that gives you the opportunity to rethink how you're doing your business. And certainly COVID is, is you know, that grand event. But like we said, we were, we were going very fast in the beginning. But I think a place, you know, in this, in this cycle that we can think about is how we're planning for a return to work. Um, you know, we, as a now we built a, a series of applications to support agencies and other organizations as they return safely into the into the workplace. And you know, like we said in the beginning, it was very easy to send people home and telework. We obviously had to make some changes, like we were discussing. But the reality is, it's a lot easier to send people home than bring them back during this during this time. And you know, as we've been having discussions with different uh, federal agencies, and you know, some agencies are already using these uh, capabilities. You know, we, we felt like it was very important, and we're doing this internally at ServiceNow as well, to make sure that we understand an employee's readiness to return into an office setting. You know, we have schools that are closed. We have uh, other facilities that are closed. So people's home lives are, are impacted, or perhaps they have some kind of, you know, pre-existing condition that requires them to uh, work remotely for a longer period of time. And, you know, you have to understand that about your employees if you really want to protect them and think, um, you know, carefully about how we get them back into office. So that, that concept of understanding uh, readiness, I think, is really critical. You know, along with um, as people come back in, doing some kind of health screening. So we know a little bit about an individual's activities or or, you know, current state, some organizations, you know, we're taking people's temperatures, other organizations, we're asking questions about, um, you know, potential exposure uh, of, of themselves or someone in their family. And, you know, whatever, whatever is right, there has to be a way to track and, and manage that. Because if you, you know, have a, a person with a high temperature, or you have a person who may have been exposed, there's a, there's a workflow behind that, you need to take some actions and steps, whether it's informing people they might be working with, or sending that person home. Um, there are some, uh, actions that have to happen. And, you know, it's it's not really uh, that easy or even that practical to manage those things in spreadsheets. We need digital technologies uh, for these for these kinds of, of workflows, we, we believe at ServiceNow. Um, similarly, uh, you know, PPE, a lot of agencies and organizations are supplying PPE to their employees. And, you know, there's a now a federal mask mandate that, you know, came from the, the Biden administration. So whether an agency's employing uh, PPE or not, or employ, providing it to, um, providing PPE or not, or providing PPE to their, their workers, or perhaps they have healthcare workers, how do we manage those stockpiles? How do we manage the cleaning supplies? How do we manage uh, the other, uh, the other, the other pieces of maintaining a safe, 
workplace, um, especially some of these agencies have lots and lots of locations. How do we move PPE around? So that management of inventory is is really important. And you know, for a lot of agencies, that's not a that's not a core capability. Something that they it's not something they would typically do under normal operations. So again, that's a place where technology um, can help. And then, you know, uh, similarly uh, in the in the recent uh, OMB memo on safe workplaces, I think that the um, uh, the direction is to have workspaces uh, filled to only 25%. So if you have an operation where that has some people coming in, um, you have to make sure that you have the right people coming in at the right times. There's this idea of, of shift scheduling and uh, that, that has to be implemented and you have to be able to maintain a physical, the appropriate physical distancing in, in the office. So again, these are all changes that, um, you know, they sound easy, but I think the devil's in the details with these things. And again, uh, digital technologies have a, have a way to uh, make this a little bit easier to manage in my opinion. You know, the um, further opportunity to bring it all together in some kind of dashboard and make it easy for, for leadership to see uh, what it all looks like and make good management decisions is, I think, really essential too. Jonathan, we're right up on the break, but just real quick, I, I imagine one of these key pieces of this is the automation piece. And I think we'll get to that in the next segment, but I imagine automation is key here. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. Work hasn't stopped. We're evolving how we do our jobs. It's time for the workplace to evolve, too. ServiceNow Safe Workplace Suite helps federal agencies manage to M2115 guidance, providing insight into employee readiness and verification of health and vaccination status. ServiceNow's built-in workflows allows you to manage spacing, cleaning plants, and PPE supply, carry out contact tracing, and continuously monitor and improve your safety efforts. Learn more at your.servicenow.com slash federal safe workplace. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jonathan Albaum, the Federal Technology Officer for ServiceNow. Now, Jonathan, before break, we were talking about returning to work, and you brought up this idea of you got to understand what people's needs are. You have to understand where your PPE, PPEs are. You have to understand all these pieces and parts that will make return to work better, easier. And you, you, at the very end, you mentioned the dashboard. We all love a good dashboard, of course. But part of this is to collect that data, and we'll get to the data discussion in a little bit later on the show, but there's this idea of automation. How much can you automate? If you need to move PPEs from point A to point B, can you can automatically do that in some way, or at least make the alert that says someone's running short, send them. Walk me through how automation and the platform can, can, can help agencies. Sure. Um, you know, I think that the idea of being able to make data actionable is, you know, one of the most powerful ideas that, you know, we can, um, that can come out of, of, of COVID. And, you know, for, for a company like ServiceNow, we, we think a lot about our ServiceNow platform as the core to our company and uh, core to our, you know, business in the, in the federal government. And to the extent that there is data, um, whether it's in ServiceNow or it's in, you know, any of the other systems of record that support um, bringing people back into the office or other business processes in an agency. Uh, understanding the data is very important and being able to see it is very important, but being able to take action, I think, is really most important. And to the extent that those actions can be automated, that they are workflows that have to, that can occur based on how data looks, well, now we have the ability to um, be very effective in our response to uh, COVID or some other kind of, um, you know, event inside our inside our, our agency. And, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, different 
uh, aspects of returning into the office, you know, one thing that, um, you know, we also uh, track is uh, vaccine status. So as employees are vaccinated, you know, there's a, a self-reporting capability that, you know, uh, an organization can use to have employees report on whether or not they have received a vaccine. And to the extent that, you know, the vaccine status has uh, some, you know, some significance into whether or not someone can return into an office or maybe whether they can travel or the kind of work they can do, we can assign work uh, in an automated way based on uh, that vaccine status, or we can send someone to a particular location based on that. And being able to do that in an automated way, as opposed to relying on uh, someone looking through spreadsheets or reading through emails, you know, creates a lot, uh, uh, creates a great opportunity for better productivity um, in, in an office. And to the extent that an agency can uh, leverage um, the now platform to make data actionable around COVID, they can do it around many other kinds of requirements that they have in their agency. The vaccine discussion is interesting because a lot of agencies, it's, it's, it's unclear whether agencies are going to provide the vaccinations. So an agency like DOD, for instance, they're vaccinating their service members. VA is doing a lot of vaccinations of their healthcare workers. But other agencies, you know, pick on commerce or pick on your old agency, USDA. It's unclear right now whether or not they're going to be supporting in some way. But eventually, as, the vac as more of us get the vaccines, it's going to go it means, okay, do you feel comfortable coming back to work? You have to know that information. Um, is, is, do agencies understand that, that getting that out of the spreadsheets, getting that out of emails will make their lives easier? Is that, do they have that, are they grasping that concept? I, I, think they, I think they do. I think people recognize that the way we've worked traditionally, emails and spreadsheets, the unstructured collaboration, you know, it's very limiting, especially in a mode where we're disconnected. So I think there's a just a general understanding that we need digital workflows in our agencies to make our missions work. And if we just can focus on um, vaccine uh, administration management concepts, it makes it really clear. You know, um, COVID vaccine management, I think, is the workflow challenge of our lifetime. When you just think about the complexity of the number of entities involved on the, on the private sector, the, the companies that make the vaccine, the companies that chip the vaccine, the companies that create, uh, that make the, um, you know, the equipment that's used to deliver a vaccine, let alone the number of federal agencies involved and state and local entities involved. There are so many players. Uh, being able to coordinate across all of those different entities is really, really hard. And if we want to make sure that the vaccine distribution is is very effective and it's very equitable, um, we need to really think about vaccine delivery as a workflow. You know, it's a process with some very clear steps, and it's not just one uh, workflow, but it's a lot of of these across all these different levels. So when you think about it in those terms, whether you're delivering a vaccine to a population in your agency or in your um, uh, you know, your locality, if you're, if you're a government or, um, you know, if you're working across governments, perhaps, you see how hard it is. And I think that makes a very clear recognition that digital technologies are really critical to make this successful. You bring up a very interesting point about the, the workflow management of the vaccinations, getting the vaccines out, uh, a workflow management challenge of a lifetime. And we, we sometimes forget that the pieces that have to come together the, the private sector, the state and local, the federal, is this something that agencies are starting to try to be at the center of and they're using a platform such as ServiceNow to connect the dots, if you will? Well, ServiceNow is a, you know, is 
I think, uh, excellent, excellent, excellently positioned to be the uh, platform of platforms for vaccine administration management across all levels of government. You know, our platform has a great ability to connect disparate data sets and be able to leverage that data through workflow to drive an outcome, in this case, getting someone uh, vaccinated. So I think we're, you know, in some, in some respects, we're, we're still uh, adjusting to some changes that have come with the, the new administration. Um, President Biden has been very clear that the federal government is going to play a leading role in distributing and administering vaccines. And that's been something of a change from, from the Trump administration. They had a different strategy. So when we think about um, you know, the, the idea of uh, 100 million vaccinations or 150 million vaccinations in, in 100 days, and you see how he's employing uh, FEMA and uh, the National Guard to perhaps deliver vaccines, mobile vaccination centers. Um, if you read the, the COVID plan, um, it, it makes it clear that other federal agencies like USDA or, or the VA or uh, maybe even Public Health Commission Corps will get involved. And now you can start again to see the, the, the complexity as we adjust to a um, different way of thinking about this, uh, these sets of workflows. Um, you know, the federal agencies that are involved, I think all recognize that there's a need for um, digital technologies that can manage the complexity and the workflows because in the end, we're trying to get people who need a vaccine, um, a, a vaccination so they can be safe and healthy and we can get back to some sense of, of normalcy. It's a really big challenge with you know, national, international implications. You can't do that in spreadsheets. It's too complex to manage through email. So we're all, we're all adjusting to um, you know, some of these new requirements. And, and from what I see, uh, talking to a number of these agencies, there's a there's a clear recognition that we have to take a different approach. You brought this up earlier, and we've talked about you've you've hinted at it a couple of times. But really, what we're talking about here is this is just another big data problem. Understanding what data you have, you mentioned at the very beginning of this segment where it exists, how to use it, but this is also understanding what data is valuable and when it's valuable. How can agencies use a platform such as ServiceNow or, or many others, I guess, that could help them kind of make those decisions. You mentioned the dashboard is another example. Yeah, um, you know, Jason, I think that the, you know, the reality is whatever the technologies are in an organization um, today, there needs to be a way to bring that data together, understand it, and then take action. We talked before about, you know, making data actionable. And that's really something I think ServiceNow is very well positioned to do. You know, ServiceNow oftentimes inside an agency sits on top of a collection of other systems, you know, systems of record, legacy systems, call, call them what you will, but there's really critical information in those systems. But too often it's disconnected from other critical data that when it's combined together, you understand what to do. And we've, we've had some good success in the government where we've brought data, data together and we have, you know, data lakes and we have, um, you know, uh, data tools that have given us, you know, very good dashboarding capabilities. And I think the federal data strategy is, um, you know, been a, been a nice driver for some of these things. But, you know, there's still this very manual step at times of uh, let me understand and interpret the data and then take action on it. And by the time I take that action, maybe the data has changed. I think we're talking about something very different here, which is let's, let's do our best to understand the data and very quickly and at scale begin to take actions in an automated way using something like the ServiceNow platform to automate the, the workflows that need to take place based on what the data is telling us. 
one of the things is the making data actionable. During the pandemic, were agencies better about doing that? Do you get a sense that they were able to take the data of who was working, where they were working, what their mission areas were? Were they able to kind of ramp up along with the VPNs and the network access and all the, the laptops? Was, was data another area of the pandemic that was also saw a big increase? I, I think data has um, been one of the reasons we've been as successful as we have been in terms of our, our response so far. And uh, we've made a lot of progress uh, understanding the situation and um, also being um, better prepared for the next disaster that might occur. We've also had a lot of good success um, sharing data with, uh, with the public and accepting data sets from, from other entities so we can have the best picture possible of the, of the current situation. So there's lots of stories at different levels of government where you know, data has been um, part of the driver of decision-making. I think we had these skills uh, developing in the federal government. If you, again, if you look back on the progression of our um, <clears throat> chief data officers in, in the federal government, we can see how they've you know, evolved. They've moved from this idea of let's think about our, our data that we can share through something like data.gov to creating very focused um, data repositories like uh, healthdata.gov or moving into uh, more uh, data-driven decision-making, you know, over um, the last few years. And I think that, again, the federal data strategy uh, has a lot to do with it. I think the, um, you know, the laws around evidence-based policymaking have had a lot to do with We've been building these skills. I think we're very fortunate that we would, we've been building these skills because we have them now during COVID, just like we've been very fortunate that we've been investing in IT modernization and digital transformation. So when the pandemic hit, we had the opportunity to pivot uh, quickly in the government. Jonathan, we are just about out of time. So I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds and ask you, what's the big takeaway from our conversation today? Agencies, as they're starting to, to really consider bringing back employees to work, what should they keep in mind? So I think, you know, one, one part is this idea of being able to uh, get your employees vaccinated. So being able to distribute and administer vaccines, being able to monitor outcomes, you know, that that is a core to um, getting back to a, to a sense of normal. And then as we bring employees back into the office, understanding the vaccination status, making sure we have PPE and physical distancing um, as appropriate in our in our buildings, I think is is really important as well. They, those are examples of sort of core digital transformation requirements that I think are very clear to people now. You know, we have to be able to give our employees great experiences under any circumstances. We need to be able to provide, you know, customer service, um, you know, at a, at a very high level under any circumstances. And, you know, they are very connected digital workflows, I think, make a big difference. The uh, ability to optimize our IT infrastructure and drive, you know, cost savings and flexibility and agility so we can respond to crises like COVID-19 because there will be, will be another one, um, obviously, is very important. And then from a mission perspective, being able to implement new requirements like we saw come through the CARES Act and do it in a way that, um, you know, creates uh, a long-term stability and ability to uh, continue to operate under any circumstances. We don't want to lose productivity because we have some kind of crisis. We want to be able to understand what's happening, leverage the technologies in our environment, and be able to move very quickly to um, create applications where we need them to understand our data and to drive, you know, great mission outcomes. In the end, I think people remember the experience that 
they have with the government. And if they have a good experience, you know, their trust and their faith in, in government goes up a little bit. And if we can all do that, we can really restore the way um, people think about their government, how they engage with it. And I think uh, information technology, data, uh, digital transformation, IT modernization, these ideas, we talk about them all the time, you know, because there are jobs, but I think they ha can have a really huge impact on, uh, on our nation. All right, very good. There's more to talk to, but that's all the time we have for today. So let me thank my guest. Jonathan Albaum is the Federal Chief Technology Officer at ServiceNow. Jonathan, always a pleasure to catch up. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search innovation. Thank you for listening to the Innovation in Government show, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. The entire discussion can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation.